Greetings. Hello, everyone. It's Goose. This is part two of episode 139, Unsolved Mysteries. Now, during this episode, we do have a very special guest, uh, the legend, great guy, hell of a guy. I'm blessed to have him as a friend, Mr. Wade Deaver. You can find him, follow him, subscribe, comment, like, show him some love. Little MF Wade 615 on YouTube. We're going to go right back in to where we left off last week at the original point and not the end that included the phone call, but from where we came back from a break last week. So we hope you enjoy it. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, uh, <clears throat> welcome back here to Chew Bubblegum. We are back. Um, and uh, for anyone, Carson, that may watch, that was me that played that. You know, this is uh, my show. Justin Wade had nothing to do with it. Welcome so back. I just want to throw that out there. Um, Can I get a producer credit, though? Could, like, I help you with something? Well, yeah, man, yeah. My, my movie career is over because of Robert the Butcher, yeah. but I would love to, you know, get involved in something with a friend that would actually help <laughs> me. You know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, and you know, I did that pretty quick. I mean, really quick. It looks really uh, good. Well, thank you. And it's creative. Thank like you. you, that's your that's your gift. Like thank that's you. your talent. Whoa, bowling. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, we, you know, Billy Joe's here, and he does that. And you know, no bowling. No. But uh, I sent you a private message, Wade. I love having you on, man. I mean, this is awesome. You know, uh, we're. Uh, don't, Thank you very much. Don't get freaked out. He sends me messages about his privates all the time. No, 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 it's, no. <laughs> well, it was, it was in the private. Big, big message. It was in the private chat. Right? Oh, oh, sorry. Man. It's different thing. I'm to zoom in there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, we're going to talk about some unsolved mysteries. Now, two of these mysteries uh, were actually solved by, let's see, we've got three total Two of them were solved by Unsolved Mysteries, the TV show. Mm -hmm. One of them here recently, and it was updated in May of uh, 2023. That was such a good show. Well, it's still on Netflix. Well, it, it is, and you know, I understand you're not going to replace Robert Stack, but there's an element to the show just kind of missing. I like the new episodes, but they do. Like, they need a host. They And and they need to look really hard, because it needs to be, you, you can't replace Robert Stack, but it, they need somebody to interact. But it's such a good show. Um, Wade, what was your first? Did you remember the first time you watched Unsolved Mysteries, the TV show? God, I guess it was back what, in the eighties. Yeah, it yeah, out. it was in the eighties. What What was your first thoughts when you saw that first episode? Because that was something me and my grandmother, you know, that helped raise me. Her, my mom, and my grandpa. You know, we would watch uh, Unsolved Mysteries, and then on Friday nights we would watch Dallas and 
uh, Falcon Crest and some other show. So, as far as unsolved mysteries, I, I love now. My my mother was into it real big because I remember as far back as, uh, and now we're this is America's most haunted, but Adam Walsh. So when the story of Adam came out, she had me right in front of the TV. Uh, so any of those shows like that that came out, she wanted to make sure that I I watched them, you know, uh, learn as a kid, you know, to make sure quickly something could turn from a uh, good thing to a real bad thing. You know, not to wander off too far when we were stopping, you know, from them. Uh, how just going into the next aisle could turn bad, you know, being real little, uh, such as Adam. Um, yeah, she always made sure that we, my sister and I would watch stuff like that and just, uh, let it soak to our head, you know, how dangerous, as much as a kid don't, you know, needs to enjoy being a kid and all, we need to know in the back of our head how dangerous it can also be. And, uh, so yeah, we always watched that. And now Dallas, that was my grandmother's thing. She didn't watch much TV, but you did not call her between, I think it was like nine and two. <laughs> she wouldn't answer uh, the phone. That's the same way my grandmother was. She wouldn't answer the phone. Yeah. Uh, uh, they are got shot. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's what I said. Goose is so old, he knows who shot JR. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> it is where I live, every road in this community is named after members of that show wow oh, that's awesome that is awesome yeah everybody uh you know and so it's weird because the community <laughs> the clubhouse is designed at uh south fork south fork yep like. name of the ranch south fork yeah. uh so. a few years ago me and my wife had drove out to pick my nephew up in oklahoma and we actually uh, you know, went through a part of Texas, and we stopped somewhere in Texas to eat, and uh, it was a really good place, and I was just like, you know, looking for stuff that was around us. I'm like, hey, the Dallas house is <laughs> three hours away, and the uh, original Texas Chainsaw Massacre house is two and a half hours away. She's like, forget it. I'm not going to either one of those places. <laughs> I'm like, but why? She's like, I don't awesome. care. You know, I'm like, oh, Okay. So, but I thought that yeah. would have been a cool trip. Uh, one of the episodes that sticks out to me is, uh, and this was reported by police officers in Ohio, and I've talked about it, I think, on the show before, where you had so many reports in Ohio, and, you know, you've got Wright Pedersen Air Force Base there, of a triangle object in the sky that, you know, hundreds of people saw. And this was a featured story on Unsolved Mysteries. Now, Fast forward to today's time, you know, when you go back and find those clips from Unsolved Mysteries, that is the TR, the TR-3B. Yeah. That is what it was. That is what they saw back then. And that's one episode that I absolutely just love, you know. I, I really liked that one. And and now with the new one, the sighting over that, the Great Lakes there that I was, I think I sent that in a message as soon as I watched that one. Like, there's... That's a really interesting one. It's hard to get me interested in a story like that that don't have, you know, pictures or something, but both of those stories had such great documentation. And like you said, the type of people that were 
being used as witnesses were amazing. You know, yeah. it was really, yeah. really good depth to it. And, you know, Unsolved Mysteries, like, yeah, obviously they went in that paranormal direction a lot, but their stories were so well done, so well investigated. They always had good, you know, at, at least circumstantial evidence with it. And, and it was my wife's still afraid of the music <laughs> you know what i mean like that music is it's iconic it's it's one of my favorite shows growing up it's what led to my love for the x-files i think my love for uh, unsolved mysteries led into my love for the x-files the x-files was a good show i loved it um i've I, got i've got complete theories on uh, voodoo so it's kind of funny that lucy put down voodoo but yeah i've got a complete set of it's fun to go back and rewatch them. I like to do that. I like to go back and go season one and watch the progression. And I was in love with Scully. So. Scully was awesome. Um, this first case we're going to talk about, um, it was updated in May of 2023. And it was featured in 2022 on the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix or wherever else you find it streaming. And uh, it was a story of a kidnapping. And the uh, young lady's name that was kidnapped was uh, Kayla Eubenhan. Uh She went missing from Illinois on the 4th of July in 2017. She was kidnapped by her non-custodial mother named Heather. And she was found safe six years later after she was abducted yes. by her mother. Yes. And uh, she was found... In uh, North Carolina, uh, she, she was 15 years old when she was found, and she was recognized by someone who watched the Netflix show, you know, Unsolved Mysteries, and they located her, uh, recognized her at a convenience store, and that's how she became, you know, wow. found and reunited with her dad. And uh, as of May 2023, uh, her mom, Heather, is still being held on a $250,000 bond. And, uh, you know, the state says that they're pushing to the max for this lady kidnapping his child. I don't child. blame them. And that's, you know, that's something that I, you know, and you were talking about Adam Wash. And we talked, we had an episode several, several months ago. Justin wasn't here, but I mean, I thought it was a really good episode where I laid out the facts why I thought it could be possible that Jeffrey Dahmer was, in fact, the one that kidnapped and killed Adam Walsh. Because, uh, you know, if you've not read up on that, there's a lot of facts that, you know, indicate it's very possible that was one of, you know, Jeffrey's earlier earlier victims. Uh, you know, and, and I presented all the facts in that, you know. Um, but that's really interesting if you guys want to dive down that rabbit hole. It's a great episode. You know, on your own. So, well, thank you is. very much. Uh, no, it would have been a lot better if you were here, but you know, no, I would have just was, made crappy jokes. Cool. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, that yeah, that's been talked about, and then the guy that they believe killed Adam, you can't prove it because he died before, yeah, you know, the evidence. Uh, I, I do believe what Adam that actually, not Adam, uh, what did John that actually talked with him. Yeah. One time. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, but it, they have a lot of evidence that, you know, the circumstantial evidence that points towards him. 
and at this point in time, no one will ever know. I don't think you know. Um, and it, 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 that's really really sad. Um, I mean, I guess right now, I guess anything that comes up is going to be circumstantial at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my and my wife read all his books on on that, and, and it's just and his son's doing an excellent job taking take over the show. Have you seen the new show? No, I have not saw that. Is it uh, is it as good as so, the? John is still on there at times. Okay, the son is pretty much handling it now, uh, and it's it's really good. I mean, you know, they took it off when it first came on. The I think it was third or fourth season, right? And it was off for two years, and America, everybody in America wanted to back on. And so, it, it, you know, it was back on, and then it was on for, like, I think 15, 20 years, yeah. it seemed like. Um, of course, his health declined, and, you know, it got real bad. And then it came back, and it was, I think, uh, America Fights Back or America okay. Fights Back. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, now it's got a sign on there. Well, I'll have uh, to check yeah, that out. I, yeah, I, would, I would say watch it. I, I think I think y'all really like the sun, which kind of a new on it, his sons don't stay at the station so much like, his, like John did. He's out on the street, right? That's he's, pretty cool. Well, that, that show had a big impact. That's pretty well. Early years, yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Uh, no, Vicky says, uh, Wow, I didn't know Dahmer was the one who abducted that uh, John Washington's son. Now, it, it's possible that he did because honestly, with the guy that they that took credit for it, that says he did, and then he recanted and then said he did. I mean, there's really no way to know, no. you know, who actually done it. But um, thinking back, and correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, when we talked about it in the episode, Lucy, do you care to look that episode number up really quick where we talked about that? That way I can pass it along to everyone. Uh, some of the facts that I talked about in that case was that at the exact same time, Dahmer worked at a pizza parlor mm-hmm. that was uh, right where the mall was at. Where or the Sears store? Yeah, uh, there was a body like a month earlier that had been found in the dumpster that the pizza place used. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer had the same exact van, wore a green army jacket, the same description of an eyewitness that saw a man throw Adam in a van and take off. All those were the exact same, you know. And there, there, there were some more uh, cases uh, or things as well yeah. that I pointed out. But, I mean, those were the biggest ones to me. He was also spotted by several witnesses in the store, uh, I think. And, and Dahmer's type and, that wouldn't have admitted to that. No, Because no. He, he would have enjoyed them not knowing more. Yeah. He, there's certain stuff he would give away. And certain and like you said, this guy that's saying he did do it, I, I don't know. Like, I read an article last week, or this week, this past week, and I'm not verified. I don't know if it's legit or not. But there's, they think they found the guy that killed John Bonet. And there is this really? massive pile of circumstantial evidence. This guy is recorded. Uh, he, he's, he admitted a lot of this to his friend. Or they investigated this guy really early on. Hmm. And they, he admitted he's got busted numerous times for, you know, inappropriate pictures of minors. A lot of which were pictures of... That weren't like inappropriate, but were pictures of Jean Bonnet, including her autopsy picture. 
that somehow he got and was posting online. Wow. But this guy, like everything about it sounds like, you know, you, you can never tell did he do it or did he want credit. And is that the case with the guy that's admitting to the Adam Walsh thing? Did he do it or does he just want credit? Does he want to be infamous for for something that he didn't do? You know, well, I mean, you know and like I said, there was a lot of things there. One of the things I remember too, <clears throat> this all came about and the connection that made it that that it could have been Dahmer is because when the Dahmer stuff broke in the early nineties, there was a woman from Florida that lived there that was in Sears that day that was interviewed by the police. And uh, do you remember uh, there was even police records yeah. where she described she called the uh, the police department. Where was it that Dahmer was it Milwaukee that the Dahmer got busted? Yeah. Okay. She called them and told them that was the exact same man that had kidnapped uh, Adam Walsh. But and I mean, like that's because she still remembered him, and, and there, there. I would think there's some validity to that oh, because definitely, if definitely. it had ha- if it had happened in Florida, where she lived, where she'd sent, she'd have went. Well, you, then you'll go. Well, you know, because she's in that state, she assumes because this guy looks similar. But when it's all the way out there, yeah. you can't go. Hey, I know I seen this. Dude. You know, like that's that's. That's pretty strong. Well, you know, and that's a very uh, traumatic event to witness, mm-hmm. and that will be seared in your brain. You will remember mm-hmm. everything. Oh, yeah. You know, you will remember where you were standing, what you were wearing, what they were wearing, what, you know, stuff around you. I mean, you remember, and you may not think you won't, but if you have a traumatic experience like that, you will remember everything. So, oh, yeah. I mean, like, and, you know, like I said, if, it being that far away to where she, you know, it's not just one of them cases of, you, like, they feel like everybody's guilty. Like, this is the only time she said, this is the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, let's see. This next one is also from Unsolved Mysteries. It premiered in 1988. Uh, there was uh, a Melissa Mundy who was married to a guy named Jerry Strickland. They started a relationship. They met when she was 15 years old. Um, she worked for a, a gas station. She was a clerk. And uh, let's see. She became friends with a businessman named Elmer uh, DeBoer. He was a courier and owned an oil company. Well, Strickland, her husband, uh, murdered him and took $10,000 in cash off him. They ran away. Um they were on the run for a little while, and after the episode aired, they were arrested a year later. Uh, now, within minutes of the original broadcast, 1988, uh, 20 viewers called the police to report where they were living at in uh, Washington. They were there. Uh, the police got them. Strickland was convicted of murder, kidnapping, and armed robbery, and is serving two life sentences without parole. Now, uh, Missy Monday she served seven months in a juvenile home for armed robbery and was then released uh, when she turned 19 because she, you know, flip-flopped and, you know, turned state's evidence against the uh, Strickland guy. And today she still works as a clerk, and she is 58 years old. Or, I'm sorry, Jerry is now 58 years old and still in jail, incarcerated at the Thumb Correctional Facility in Michigan. Wow. So... They, I mean, you know, TV shows like that, those were the first, like, reality TV shows. Yeah. Those were, you know, not like Survivor or all these scripted TV shows. These were real. These were legit. These were real cases. And people got, you know, 
reunited with loved ones, you know, if they were adopted, uh, missing people were found, you know, murderers and rapists and burglars were brought to justice because of TV shows like this. And well, I mean, it, it was shows like that that ended up. That's the reason nowadays you've got the ID channel, you've got the discovery, yeah, yeah. you know, and shows like that. This, it, this was the shows that started all that. Yeah, and it was using that medium for good, and and you know. The internet's an ugly place. Like I'm not a big fan of the internet, and you know, me and Goose talk about that, and our friends talk about that in private all the time. Like I take these big long breaks from social media. Like I just got back on social media last week, done seven days no social media. I've done six months before because I easily get obsessed with it. But the internet, in its own right, is just as capable of those great things. If you've never seen the documentary Don't F With Cats on Netflix, like you need to watch that documentary. It takes internet sleuthing and internet detectors detectives to their highest level. It is phenomenal what these people were able to do to catch this guy. It's, I mean, it's unreal. And you want him caught. You want him caught, and you want him castrated, and you want bad things to happen to him. But, like, the, these people go above and beyond, and it shows the the intelligence of these independent detectives, like these, you know, amateur detectives. It's it's a phenomenal documentary, and it, like, it's got some rough scenes. Like, not they don't really show it, but, you know, we talked about animals earlier. I'm an animal lover. I know you are. Like, there's some spots that it's hard to, like... Even though they don't show everything, like they tell what happened, like, and it sucks. And this guy's posting this stuff online, and he screwed up because they tracked him down. Are you talking about the uh, BTK killer? No. Oh, okay. This is a guy that was killing animals online and then went to people, and people were debating over whether the videos were real or not, and... These internet sleuths just started tracking him down. When he released one of the videos of the kitten, they they just clicked on. That's when they started following him. I don't think he started releasing the ones with people in it until after that, after they got on his case, and that was the wrong move. Let me ask you a question, and Wade, I want you to answer this as well, and everybody watching right now, please answer this as well. In our area, let's start at Indiana and do a big circle around Indiana, Ohio, you know, uh, West Virginia, Virginia, uh, Tennessee, Illinois, Kentucky. You know, starting as Kentucky as a center point. The butthole, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Think about all these women that have went missing over the last 10, 15 years. They all have the similar, same appearance. They're blonde-headed, you know, the same height, the same build. And you can go look this up. And there is like the last – and it's been a few years since I've looked at this – but the last count, there was like 16 or 17 that have been missing from this like 250-mile radius. You know, to me, that makes me think, number one, you have a possible serial killer and that it's a truck driver. Have you heard about that, Wade? Have you ever heard about that and thought about that? Oh, no, we had a truck driver in Nashville a few years back. They got caught. Uh, that was a serial killer. Well, the DA is where they tracked him down to. Uh, so, hey, did you ever hear about the detective in Nashville that had the... He could see a crime scene and wouldn't have to write anything down. He had a photographic memory. Yes. He show about this is one of his cases. 
uh, I think it was on Discovery or ID. So he had a, a series for like two seasons they, they'd done. And this one of his cases. Um, it went through several states. But they ended up catching them in, in Tennessee a few years ago. It was a, an actual truck driver. But your theory that you're talking about, it's either a truck driver real killer mm-hmm. or it is where these girls are so young that they're I think they're taking them and taking them to Mexico yeah I hadn't thought about that yeah, I had not thought about that Kentucky Tennessee Georgia it's that border it's that trail that they run 75 drugs. Yep. 75 yep. has been a hot spot because my daughter went to Richmond uh, went to college in Richmond uh, and then moved to Nashville. And both those spots were, I was like, look, you, you, need, to, you need to be aware because he's right, uh, a, a lot of that. But now there is another documentary. Uh, it's called Killing Fields, I believe is what it's called. And they start out trying to look at this one, this one case. And what happens is they get into, and, and they get into looking at government statistics and cases and stuff. They believe, I forget how many active serial killers there are that we don't know about, and they believe that a large majority of them may be working together and that, really? they, and that they are truckers. Okay. That's why bodies are disappearing in uh, certain states, and then you're getting bodies. You're getting homeless, drug-addicted people who don't have a lot of history and a lot of things to track, and they're popping up in places, unidentified bodies. And, and then, you know, you had the... The man and the woman that were torturing those people in that that tractor trailer like that was oh yeah ungodly. Yeah. But killing fields like it, you see it take a turn. They start up in the northeast and then they end up in Texas on a completely different thing. But I think that's the documentary that touches on these truckers and it's like it's crazy. I mean, wow. it, it's unreal. <sighs> you know, you just need to be safe in today's time. Uh, everybody needs to be safe. You know, and we need to, as people to watch out for each other. If we see something that doesn't look right, call nine one one. I mean, if it's if you're wrong, big deal. You know, you made a mistake. But if you see something and you think something don't look right, reach out and call nine one one right then. Get as much information as you can on the individuals on the car. You know, get the license plate. And if you look at someone from head down, you will ninety nine point nine percent of the time recognize exactly everything about them. You know, you start at the head and go down. You will. You know, more accurate, more accurately remember them yeah. that way and give a better description. And uh, you know, it's a scary thought. You know, and, and you mentioned the uh, you know child trafficking. I had not thought about that. I mean, that is that's very possible. Now, I, my understanding is Richmond had a big problem with that you know eighteen to twenty five year old women, a certain build, a certain look. Uh, there's certain the Walmart there in Richmond. There was an issue like I don't and again I don't know how much of that's documented, you know, law enforcement wise. Like I don't. I just know that the there was enough fear prevalent in that that me being somebody that don't generally pay a lot of attention to that stuff. I'm like, hey, this is probably and then she would hear it at college like, don't go here. Look for this van. Look for this. Don't. And I was told it's because they can get on 75 and be and somewhere be really quick. So fast. And then same thing in Nashville. Uh, young women, you know, 18 to 16, 18 in that range, up to about 25, certain look, build, you know, be careful. And, and 
you know, these are linked to cartels. So they know, you know, like he said, they're ending up in Mexico. They, they you know, it just as like they're really good at sneaking people back across because yeah. it's easier. Well, you know, and Vicky comments here, you can't live your life in fear, but always be aware of your surroundings. My brother tells me this. He's exactly yeah. right, and everybody should do that. And you mentioned the cartel. There was a, uh, and I'm not going to say the name of it. Uh, it's not in business anymore, so that may narrow it down. But there was a Mexican restaurant, you know, here in more than Buckler Studios area is at. And it, did, it stayed in business for a few years, but it was empty most of the time. And then at a couple of times a month, you would ride through the parking lot. There would be cars from Texas, New York, Washington State, Pennsylvania, Florida, California, all over the United States at this one little Mexican restaurant in this small town. And, uh, well, not necessarily small town, but, you know, you've got to, I mean, like, where we're at right now, Bunker Studios, we have a six-lane highway, the most, like, mileage-wise uh, longest six-lane highway in the eastern part of the state, right? Yeah, like four uh, miles. Yeah, no, it's longer than four miles. But uh, You mean four lanes? No, I'm talking about like a six-lane. Oh, you got a mile, maybe a no, no, miles you don't. six lane. No, no, you don't. I don't know. I've, uh, never, yeah. I've never driven. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, well, you got four and six-lane. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. Okay. They, uh, confused. Uh, you, you're, you're confusing me. <laughs> where are you even at right now? I don't now? know where I'm living. You know, but you but you have quick access to the highway like yep. that. And it was amazing every single month just to watch these cars come in and out. And I even made a joke to the owner one time. It was a, you know, and I used uh, the name Salamanca because he was a character on Better Call Saul and Breaking yeah. Bad. And the guy's face turned as, like, red as blood. And he's like, oh, I don't even joke about that, you know, so. <laughs> well, now, look, I'd heard this from numerous, numerous law enforcement. I mean a lot, and I'm sure you've heard it, too. We may have even discussed it. There was a certain owner of those types of establishments that had a trafficking issue. And it was sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. And so my thought, just this arrogant thought was, and they're bringing these young waitresses in, and they're sex trafficking them, and that's why you don't see as many women. No. No, they were sex trafficking the men. That's what they were bringing in. Really? Yeah, and doing it a lot. And, you know, I talked to one guy that had interviewed four of these guys. It was like, look, we get brought up. We're coming up legal. We're coming up on a visa. But if we want to stay, and if we want to get paid, and if we want to get treated right, and if we want to get to come back, you know, there'll be arrangements made with – Men, uh, wealthier men that, you know, want to use us. He said, and when people start standing up to that and saying, no, we won't do that, that's when they start sneaking in the illegal people. And that's the only reason they were able to stop it. They couldn't get enough proof and enough people to confess to stopping that that one particular owner. But ICE was able to get involved because they were finally resorted. Hmm. You couldn't get people to vol- people that had a visa. You couldn't get them voluntarily to come up and get raped, you know. So they were starting to go with illegal people. Wow. <clears throat> well, you know, and that's, I mean, the world today, and me and you've even talked about this way, me and you've talked about this, Justin, people's, you know, watched before, listened before. I mean, the world is not the same today as it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 25 years ago when I was a child. I mean, it's, you know, well, I don't, I wasn't a child 25 oh, years God, ago. No, but you weren't even close. You know, uh, 
I'll say 35 years ago when I was a child. Then, you know, I mean, it's, it's just different. We, you know? We've always agreed on that, that it's different. We just, we feel different. Like, I know you feel it's worse. I feel it's better. But in certain circumstances, like human trafficking uh, is definitely went down substantially through most of the world. It's definitely went up uh, in the United States. And that's, that's weird. That's not an upswing you want to be on. Kidnappings, in regards to the way we looked at kidnappings when we were younger, have drastically went down. And then you factor in these, tra- these trafficking, and it's like you're trading one bad thing for an even worse thing, I guess. I don't know if it's worse, yeah, but, right. but it's, it's a different type of thing to fear. It's, it's almost like, okay, we got used to this one thing, and we figured out how to help prevent it. And I know those parents are much more... Like, my kids don't go out and play like I went out and played. Right. Like, they just don't. And I think that prevented a lot of that. Whereas, I think that moved from more rural situations to more city situations because there's more people to grab and more people to to snatch, you know. Yeah. I think that between then and now, so like the family values, I think they've got, well, I think 35 years ago, it was better. I think family values seem to have went out the window more so now than what it was 35 years ago. As far as the environment of the way the country is with more treating people more equal, getting better uh, compared to what it was 35 years ago where people weren't treated as equal. Yeah. The way the country is being run. I agree with that. I've better 35 years ago. So, because look now, you've got to have both parents working two full-time jobs and better be getting overtime, and they're still struggling now to where 35 years ago you could have one person working with another person down with you. Um, now, that, that was never the experience in eastern Kentucky. Like in eastern Kentucky, there's a lot better chance of having one parent work now and make it than there was 30. Like it, it's flipped here, and that may be why I have the different perspective of other people. It, it's definitely flipped here. It was it was hard to make it. You know, my, my parents definitely had to both work, and then Dad had a pretty good job. 35 years ago? Yes. Well, so yeah, it's kind of, kind of weird because, you know um, – but you think you think financially, it, the country's in a better shape now. Well, statistically, the world, the, the number of impoverished people around the world is the smallest it's ever been in, in the history of the world. And the number of impoverished people in the United States of America, uh, the people at the poverty line, that sometimes grows from year to year, but people in extreme poverty is at its lowest point. Statistically, we're in the greatest time to ever be alive. But... Technology-wise. No, in, yes. in, all, in all regards, in, in any way. Kidnappings, murders, death, death by disease, death by uh, almost every, even death by war. Almost every metric that you can study, we're in the greatest point to ever be alive. But we suffer from something that people didn't suffer from 35 years ago. Woe is me. And, and it was harder 35 years. It was harder 50 years ago. You know, and that's like when people go, I... You know, they think about the good old days. The 60s weren't the good old days. They definitely weren't the good old days if you were African-American. They definitely weren't the good old days if you were poor, white, and Appalachian. 
the seventies weren't the good old days. The eighties were pretty good. The eighties were great if you were a rich yuppie in a city. But these smaller towns suffered through that at the fallout of that. Now, I love the eighties, and if I could go back and live the eighties, if you ask me, most because you know I do retro oh, stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah, I say that, but statistically, it doesn't weigh out. And, and and I know zero people listening to this will agree with me. I've dealt with it for years. I, that's the most hated shows I've ever done on Talk Junkie is the shows where I tell you that life don't suck because everybody wants to hear that life sucks. Right. And you, I've had people throw metric after study. And the more they look into it, what I always get is, you're right, but you're wrong. It, that's true, but it's not because it's uncomfortable to think that it's true. But I'm very happy that we're on a good path going forward. And, and um, I, 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 I'm, I'm tickled pink. Do you think that we're? It looks like we're better off right now because of all the funding that a lot of people are getting or was getting from the government from all the. Uh, uh, okay, my mind. For like COVID, I, I see what you see. Well, I mean, I know you ain't supposed to say that word. Not like. Well, I didn't say because of COVID. Because of COVID, I, I can't think of the darn name of it right now. Uh, Financially, things are kind of hard right now, and the reason being is. It pays eleven dollars an hour to work at McDonald's here, and and, yeah. and everything else here pays minimum wage. All right, it pays eleven dollars an hour to work at McDonald's. Well, you've and, got Michaels that pays like almost twenty. That's got really good insurance and benefits. Michaels, the I think it's Michaels. Oh, but I'm saying like is, as far as fast food and stuff yeah, like that. Your, oh, min, okay, your minimum okay. wages went up. Now, no, it's not Michaels. What is the one like the 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 Christian like? Store Hobby Lobby? No. Is it Hobby? No. Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. And then there's another one similar to Hobby Lobby. Where is Hobby Lobby at here? Uh, In the big shopping center. Okay. Behind Walmart. It is Hobby Lobby. They pay really good. There's excellent online jobs, and that that should be, you know, that's a a real outlet that people could try for, but that increase in pay come up. um, Yeah, yeah, back to the political. Yeah, I, I, I... I hated the last guy, I hate this guy, and the next guy will suck, and the guy before the last guy sucked, and the guy before that sucks. So we do that to ourselves. I'm not that way on the political scene. But, uh, you know, we, we, we had this increase in pay, okay? Mm-hmm. And it, it was not a, it, expense didn't go down. Like, I understand it's harder. And like people talk about fuel prices, but what about fuel prices in the 70s? What about when fuel was restricted in the 70s? And what about when in the 70s that was your only way to get to to work? That was your only way to get food. That was your only way to – and that's not the case now. I easily could work from home and within six months to a year with no education be making $25 a month working from home with no fuel expense to leave with a company that will pay my internet, that will pay for my equipment to work and do that – Without being two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollars in student loan, like my daughter is, like it's 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 possible, and and there are good sides. Now look, there's bad things that are happening. There's no doubt about. It. There always will be bad things that are happening. The thing is that those things are are getting like I I got in an argument the other day. <clears throat> there's a guy. That told me, and I and I have to somewhat just deal with this because it's it's my job, and and, and I don't talk like this at my job because that's not my place. I, I do something that my opinion is not warranted, 
But I'm sitting and listening to these guys talk, and this one guy says, uh, you know, um, <laughs> it's not. It's a hard thing to say. This, this guy says, people that marry a different race should be took to an island somewhere and just left. Oh. That mentality is still around. It, well, yeah. it, it is yeah. not, not rampant, but it's, it's still around. Now, in the 60s, you'd have got applauded for that, possibly mm-hmm. in the 70s. When I was young in the 90s, I heard 100 old men say it. That's not a prevalent thought anymore. So there's good changes, you know. And it concerns me sometimes that, you know, it don't seem like certain groups of people are growing. And and young Appalachians worry me that in that way. Whereas, you know, I'll see young people that seem to be fairly open-minded and, and fairly positive about things. I had a, a 21-year-old kid the other day say, you know, my 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 brother and his girlfriend make me sick. You know, every time his girlfriend leaves, she tells her friends she loves them, and he's got a buddy that he tells that to all the time. He said, what kind of gay shit is that? And I said, well, I, I tell my friends yeah. I love them all the time. He said, well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't bring myself down to that level. I said, well, look, I got great parents, but I don't have a strong relationship with them. I never was around them much. My friends mean a lot to me. And, and and so I say that. And he said, well, he said, that that's like opening it up to gay stuff. He said, no. he said you know, it's like that, that new song that come out. He said, I'll never listen to Tyler Childers again. And I said, why? And he said, because he, he's going against God. And he's saying that this and this. And I said, look, I'm going to tell you something. Loving my wife is, is one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life. And having her love me is a great thing. And we just happen to be opposite sex. We do. But I think anybody ought to be able to love anybody they want to love. And I, I, it's not my place to judge them. If you feel that God says it's wrong, then that's God's place to judge them. Let him get his hands dirty. But that's not my place. I don't, I don't have to do that. And at the end of the day, if I don't stand up for that, if I don't stand up for things and say, I think the world is better, and I really do believe that, and I think that, that it's okay to love who you want, and I really do believe that, then if, if I don't do that, then I'm being a coward. And I'd rather rot in hell than die a coward, hands down, all day long. I'll never, never relent on that. And what, what bothers me is not that people disagree with my opinions. It, it doesn't bother me. And I think that's good. I think that's healthy. And, and that's what me and Goose, that's why we've always got along so good. That's why me and Bowling's always got along so good. And, you know, the, what little bit of time I've been talking to you, that's what I really like about you is, like, you seem open-minded. Like, I'm perfectly okay if somebody comes away with this and doesn't believe that the world, they believe the world's pure shit. I, I'm fine with that. But take the time to consider that I could be right because a lot of times I'll, I'll look at things and go, man, maybe I am, <laughs> maybe I am wrong, and I'll get bummed out, you know. Well, no, that's what I like. I like to have a friendly debate. Yes. Now, people think when people think often that a debate is an argument. No, I, I can debate on anything, even things that I may disagree with. Yeah. I can debate either side. You know, I, that's. The way Goose at the table. In, in school, we there was times we were given something and you had to debate a certain way. They would tell you, you know, debate this way or debate this way. Just to see how good you could debate whether it's something you agreed with or not. But so there's certain things that you mentioned that brought my attention. So we were talking about, you mentioned, I think it was McDonald's. Mm-hmm. That's food. And 
in the right. So restaurants, everybody in my community knows that's a special that's special to me because my family owns restaurants. So I had told people way before they even done this that they ever brought up minimum wage like that, it's going it was going to really, truly hurt. Uh as much as it's gonna help people, it's gonna hurt because when you bring up minimum wage to say ten dollars an hour and if they do it quickly and not over an extremely long time period, then you've got people that fired. They're gonna have to their people are gonna want more money because they're gonna be like, Hey, I can go over here to the restaurant where I don't have to work as hard and I can make just as much. They're gonna have to pay those people more, which means material's gonna go up. Well, okay, so who supplies suppliers? Theirs is gonna go up. You know, that's why Walmart, all their stuff went up, while lumber, that's why housing started going up and it was price increase everywhere. Um and even though they didn't go all the way up to fifteen all at once, it was a drastic change. And, of course, COVID going on at the exact same time, so that didn't help. I think it would have been better if they'd have waited for all this COVID mess because, you know, when all COVID started, and I'm not going to speak on COVID very long because that can hurt a, a channel. <laughs> you know, it, it Kill you all, out. <laughs> stay, home, stay home for two weeks, you know, and this all blow over. Uh, yeah, that we've seen what that turned into. And so, you know, nobody knew what it was going to be, how long it was going to be, and everybody here seen what it turned into. So then we had the bailout, and then it seemed like, okay, well, gave you money, but we're going to quit giving it to you, but we're going to give you more. That lit a fire under America. Uh, or a portion of America. We already had tensions in America, so it, it, it didn't... Where we were at before Trump, and I, now I'm not putting any blame on Trump, trust me, because I thought Trump done a lot of good for America, as he did. There caused some tensions in America. Um, financially, though, I think he actually helped. I know some people are going to disagree with me, you know, as far as it, putting it money back into America, I thought he, he did good um, without it, it costing us. But it's killed restaurants having to do this. You've got mom and pop restaurants that have been open for 40, 50 years that had to shut down. You've got restaurants that are they're like, okay, instead of you work cash register, we're getting rid of your job. Now you go into McDonald's, McDonald's or tier, it's self for You have one person working a cash register, and then you got five or six self order. And so, and some people are getting a, a price increase, and others lost their job. So instead of them having twenty employees at McDonald's, now they're down to fourteen, because in order for them to make up for what they're having to pay people. They just got rid of people. And they're having a hard time getting people. That's like, 
That that was the thing, and I'm bad to ramble if you've not noticed. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> but that's buddy. where I was getting to, and I lost complete. I was out in the desert wandering somewhere, uh, but uh, I just wanted to secretly tell Goose I loved him, so it was. But like you know, in the industry, I, I'm in uh, I'm in natural gas, um, and have been for uh, this will be the 18th year. Um, it it definitely has ups and downs, and and to stay local, I you know you take pay cuts and and things do go up and down. But right now, there is work, and 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 there's been work up north for a while. Anytime we anybody anytime anybody in oil and gas says up north, they mean Pennsylvania. Anytime they say down south, they mean Texas or Louisiana. And there's been there's been work in in Texas and Louisiana, uh, and some of the other states have kind of have kind of fell behind. But right now. There, there is work, and the the problem that they're having is they they can't they can't get anybody to work. I mean, they really can't get. And, and you know, I talk about how good the world is. That is a problem of face right now. You can't get you can't get people to come work, and you can't get people to go that eleven dollar an hour McDonald's job. Well, but don't you think that's because a lot of people are on drugs or convicted felons or drugs? Drugs used to be the issue, I think, but you could still say you could still keep people. You just you would notice that you would have guys that would flunk out drug tests. I think what happened was when the goat flu come through. I got paid to sit home for a month and a half. A month and a half. I got a thousand dollars a week to sit home for a month and a half, and in. 20-some years, that was the first time I'd ever had that kind of time at home. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's the greatest experience of my life. I loved every minute of it. And if they came to me tomorrow and said, I'll, I'll give you 500 bucks a week to stay home, and I would go, I can I can figure something out. I can do something there. And, and, you know, because it's a good feeling. Problem is it's not productive and good for the world. And, and you know, it's it makes me feel like a hypocrite to myself because I want to be free and I want to do the things that I want to do and I, I want to I, I just I just want to exist and I, I, I want to hang out all day and podcast and read and, and joke around and, and you know all that but I, I want to be a good husband and a good father and I, I want to be uh, a, I want to be a hard worker and I don't know why I want that but I do and, and I've always wanted that and I want people to appreciate and respect what I do for them work wise and stuff and it, it, it's you're 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 having. I think a lot of people got a taste of that freedom, especially young people, and I think it's going to be hard for them to to bring back. But that's what I love about humans. I think we might either just outgrow it and everybody just goes back to work, or we might come to a situation to where people got <clears throat> such a taste of freedom they just go, all right, we we got to get back to that freedom, and we find some way around this, like you know. Uh, maybe there's maybe there's I'm that half full guy. Maybe there's a, a great thing coming at the end of this. But you know that he's right. There's a lot of panic there economically now, and I think it's that. I don't think it's that the world's all that bad. I mean, the economy's not great, and you've got inflation, and you've got having to pay for the goat flu stuff, and you've got all these things. But I, I think also you've got that people got it because look, I wanted to stay home. I didn't want to go back. I really did. Now, if you owe child support, you would not get any of that stimulus money. I don't. You wouldn't. If I, you, if you owe not. back child support, you would not get any of that. And uh, if you, you owed back child support, yes. So if you didn't pay your part, you wouldn't get. Well, I, I understand so, that. And you guys will find out 
a little bit later on how I know that. So uh, go He's ahead, Wade. Dad. He was my making mom wouldn't let him have it. No. Oh no 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 no. With, with what you just said, and I'm not I'm not pointing this towards you or you know picking on you, but do you think it would be the responsibility of government to bail out those people that got used to staying at home and getting a thousand dollars a week or five hundred dollars a week because they don't have the incentive to get up and go back to work? Absolutely not. It's we we've not got to the point where that's an option yet. So you still have your responsibility, or you or you fail, and and it's okay for people to fail. It's not okay to make a situation where people can only fail. And I know Bowling Cox. Bowling Cox would tell you that he thinks that that is the situation that you can only fail in the current environment. And I think for some people. That, that might be true. I don't know. But I think for an uneducated hillbilly who just tried to outwork everybody I ever worked with, I may be hurting. I may have lost a lot of hours of my life and may have a lot of bad things happen. But I, I had opportunity. It was there, and, and it just sucked going after it. So I, I, if, if you are in an, a situation where in, in your area there's not an opportunity to thrive, then it's not right to just watch somebody fail. But if somebody's failing just because they don't want to put out the effort, no, I, I'm I, I'm not that far socialist. Best thing about failing is it lets you know who you are. Because at the point when you fail, you've got one or two options. Pick yourself up, move forward, which lets you know what kind of person you are. You're not going to stay down. Or if you fail and you you stay down, that lets you that lets you know right there you gave up. Yeah. Well, so so if you pick yourself up, move on, and, and dig yourself out of that hole, that lets you know right there you're a winner because you're not going to stay down. But if you give up and stay in that hole, you chose to just lose. You up. So failing, failing the test. Yeah. If you fail at something, it's it's God testing. See what you're gonna do next. I, I agree with that. So. I, I've failed most of my life. I, I really have, and and it's the few things I've succeeded at. You know, I failed as a husband very early on, and I think I'm a pretty good husband now. And, and it's because I failed early on. I was young and selfish and, and lazy, and 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 I think. Failing like that. I was uh, 20 when me and my wife got married, and my daughter was uh, getting ready to turn three. I, I, I didn't, I'd never been around a kid, didn't know anything about it. I failed my daughter continually growing up. I was not the best dad that she could have had, but she was the best kid I could have had at that time, and it made me a better father for my son. So that failing her allowed me to succeed for my son. But in a way, me always acknowledging that and admitting that allowed her to be the person she is right now. I could not tell you how proud I am of my daughter and how hard she works and the person that she is. And I think that it was a little bit of watching me fail. So failing can be good for people around you. I mean, and, and until the game is over, you know, I kind of reading that comment, but until the game is over, and that's throw the dirt on me, though, I, I just don't have it in me to give up. I just, and I'm hoping that when I, when I look at a person, somebody, somebody made the comment at me today or tonight in my life 
that they were preparing me and them, saying that I'm just, they made a statement that I'm too good of a person. I always wanted to see the best. About it. And I'm like, the thing about it is, everybody deserves a second chance. Yeah. Because don't give somebody a second chance. You yourself may be missing out. Because that person may be that may, may be something valuable to you in the long run. Yeah. And every, I think I think that's a beautiful person. thing to be. So, it it's just like in life. Um, and we'll go back with this, you know, failing. Look, you know, you can take that same thing and apply it there. Just you cannot at any point give up. Um, if if there's something that you failed at, don't give up. Some way, shape, form, or fashion, you can overcome it. You know, um, and what they were talking about, talking about Johnny. Okay, so me doing what I done with him, and just you know, right now we're trying to work things out. Not you know, and uh, yeah, that's just I don't know. Maybe it was because when I they gave me a death date, I became a little bit more <coughs> humble and, and looked at things. But uh, yeah, I, I I try try to see the the best in people, best in things. Try to see how I can make it better. No, sometimes I can't. But, uh, I do know right now with the way the country is that if it continues overall, I don't want any grandkids. You know, overall, like, you know, whole I, package. I, as much that that makes me kind of a hypocrite because for everything that i said earlier there are times i I sit and go man i don't know if i want my kids to have kids because it it seems harder and and and, you know it could be not you know me being naive that that i I feel it's not because if i'm going to be honest with you i I felt that way i've i've thought you know man do do i want my daughter to have to struggle with a kid you know and and these but and I don't know if I'd have felt that way if we were alive twenty years earlier. And I don't, I don't know. And I don't know. I can't put a finger on what it is. You know, for all of these things that I think are better, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I would feel that way. But sometimes I do. Well, I've got a young lady in my community that she'll tell you every show she starts off, and she knew, you know, on there. But she'll tell you she's a proud lesbian. She'll tell you, but she'll also tell you. She doesn't belong to the as you say the Abet community because like pushing it on people and she don't believe in some of their beliefs. But if you have this conversation with her right now, <coughs> he would tell you that she can tell a big difference now fifteen years ago. <coughs> she got attacked because by the, as she calls it, the alphabet community, because she made a statement about a, I'm going to say man, with my belief, wanting to be on the women's uh, swim team. That individual, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. 
And she was, I mean, she was bombarded with hate things from the, again, the alphabet uh, group because of. You know, I think if you. That a man belongs in a women's court. Well, I think if you want to do that and you want all these people that are saying, yeah, I was born a man, but I uh, identify as whatever. Same thing with women. Same thing as people that like to be furries. If they want to do sports, let them have their own individual league where they go against other people that also identify the same way they do. Because that would be fair, 100%. Yeah. You know, straight across the board. And uh, you mentioned something there, Wade, that I want to – to just briefly comment on, you know, I, I hope you and, Duke, and you and Carson do get everything squared away. And I admire the fact that you, you know, and here is how I interpreted what you were saying. You know, when you were given a death date and you became more humble, but you try to give people second chances and do good. Every single day of my life, and I've said this before, and I've told Justin this before, you know, when he's been on the show before, I try every single day to be the best person that I can totally be to let people know how I feel about them, you know, my friends, family, and loved ones. And because, you know, life is so short, and if something happens, I don't want anybody to have a doubt, and I want people that know me to think, man, he used every gift that God gave him. He did not waste a minute now, and I, I've only thought that, I mean, when I turned 37 is, you know, when I kind of went through a transition because my, you know, my dad passed away with cancer and there was some other personal stuff that happened. And I mean, you know, there was a few years and I was by myself and I was, you know, I mean, it was miserable. And I had hatred in my, I mean, pure hatred in my heart, negativity. Mm-hmm. And it was killing me because there was not one single day for about two, maybe three years that the first thing I would think about when I woke up was two people that had wronged me so bad and hurt me so bad. And then one day, it was just like, you know, you've seen no commercials. Wow, I should have had a V8. It was like something just hit me, and it's like, you know, your negativity and your feelings for them are not hurting them a bit. They're living life. They're doing great. But you're stuck in the past, and it's affecting you. And when I came into that mind frame and I realized that it was like a light bulb went off it was like I did an entire 360 and you know yeah I mean nobody's perfect I get mad I get aggravated at times you know but I take time to cool down now you know I don't lash out I don't you know tell I, I don't say hurtful things to people you know that have you know my friends and family that are close I I, I don't wish harmed anyone but you know just letting go of the negativity and the feelings that just that i mean that totally changed my outlook because no matter what kind of feelings you harbor towards someone if they're hate if they're you know if you think about them more than once a day they're affecting your life they're in your head let that go you know and that's what i tried to I advise someone to do, and they cannot do that. You know, there's been other people that could not do it, you know. But, you know, I try every single day to do everything that I can do to make the world a better place. 
and use every talent and resource that I have that I was blessed with and make people smile and laugh. You know, if I do that with one person, I feel like I've done something good. And I, I didn't mean to hijack it and get on that, well, you know. No, I, I, you know, look, so. you've listened to what I did before I come. This is my, like, I figured you were upset at me because I'll go there. No, right? Like, no. I, look, it, you the know. The only thing that you say that I wish you wouldn't talk about is the, uh, the, uh, uh, what is it? We're all in a in simulation. A, yeah, simulation. Yeah, see, I, don't no, really, I don't really I'm believe that. That, that don't that That's, don't that don't bother me. Look, I just think it's funny when you say we live in a simulation. I, but. I'll have to say that you know, like like you said, it it it's it's hard to not harbor those feelings. like it because that's easy. Evolutionary wise, that that's kind of where we want to go. We we want, and, and then sometimes it comes from a good place. Sometimes you want was like, no, this just shut up and listen to me. This isn't right. Like you're you're wrong, and I am trying to because the proof is in your actions. I've seen you try to help people, you know, and I'm like you. Like I'm going, I'm I realized I wasn't always a great person, and I realized more than anything I wasn't always a great friend. My two best friends I had in the entirety of my life. Are dead. One of them, he and I went separate paths in life, and I didn't get like we just didn't get to stay in that. He made choices I didn't make, and 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 selfishly, I I, I stuck to myself instead of reaching out to him. And I and you know the other one, you know she's not been dead that long, but it's been that long since we had a real relationship. She was like a sister to me, and I focused way too much, and not in you know nobody made me do it. I just beelined into my family and didn't didn't think outside of that and you know me and my wife have talked about it a couple of times like i abandoned this person this person was always good to me and always loving towards me and i abandoned her and so with things like that like i think about that now i i should have made more of that effort and that's why like when bowling and me hadn't talked in years when he come back in to to my circle and I start I, I won't let him go I won't leave him alone I won't stop aggravating I, I love that dude he's gonna be a part of my life same way with my buddy Jojo me and Jojo are tighter and gay lovers right now and it, you know there was years that we didn't talk like we just weren't around each other and I'm not gonna let that dude go at, at this point you know I'm not gonna not reach out to you and I can talk I'm not gonna not come and do this show in this studio on days that I can so I can be with you and I can be around you and even though he killed my movie I'm not gonna turn my back on Bobby Akers like I love that dude I there there's a guy that 20 years ago was as close a friend to me as those two people I mentioned that passed away and I got married, and I don't know what happened. I still talk to this guy's brother, Caleb. I, I love Caleb. Me and Caleb are tight. But me and his brother, Josh, were a lot tighter. I haven't seen this dude literally in at least 19 years, maybe 20. I, we didn't have a falling out. We didn't have anything. That irks me every day of my life, like it does. And, and, and I don't, you know, I, I'll mention it to his brother, and I'll be like, hey, man, where's your, and, and like – Nothing gets sent. Like, I don't know. I don't have no way of contacting him. He don't do social media. And that irks me every day of my life. And, and and I told my wife the other day, if I ever see that dude out in public, I'm going to hug that dude. I'm going to tell him I love him. I'm going to say, whatever i done or if i done something that hurt you or made you not think of me the way you did, I'm sorry. Because I've lost more friends than I want to lose. So you guys are stuck with me. And, and you know, 
I don't, you know, I was never afraid that dicks would accidentally taste good and I couldn't stop. So I don't care a bit to tell somebody I love them. I, 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 I don't, you know. Uh, I tell my kids, I tell my wife, I tell my friends, you know, because that's, I'm, you know, I love my family. I'm just, my family's not nature that way. We're not super close. So I'm closer to those other people. I, I tell my everybody in my community what, what I've worked with my family. They are they are family. But I tell like little Steeper that was in here earlier when we first started. A good friend and actually a, na- a neighbor. He don't live far from. Y'all hear me tell him, and I love you or love your brother or whatever. I tell little me, you know, little fella. I, there's all kind of guys, you know. Y'all hear me say, and I love you. So you know, like, and it. It's a family, and these are brothers, these are neighbors, family that I just, they're brothers, they are, they are, they're my comrades, these are guys that I'll stand behind, you know, to fight with, stand beside, or if not in front of, uh, it came down to it, I don't care what my health is. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Uh, you know, there's a whole whole bunch of you know, Miss Picky. I'll I'll stab right there and defend her. Uh, you know, the Kathy Blank. There's that's 420. They all know. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to any guy, my family, my community. And some people that are just. Either raised or scared to say it to somebody, so they want to be tough by saying you know negative things about saying that. I'll 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 tell anybody. Well, you know, I'm not ashamed. And for you know, I mean, you know, like Justin and and Bowen, you know, his his name his username is L I L Little. You know, and he's speaking to other people little. This is like an online people that are connected, that they... Like a family. Yeah, yeah. And they are awesome. Like, you know, the one he was talking about, you know, his best friend, uh, Little Sweeper. I mean, he's a hell of a guy, great guy. And you've got him and, and Wade and, you know, you've got Rusty and Rich. They're not, you know, little, so I, or they don't have it on their name. But you've got a hell of a community and of people. And for the last, like, month... <laughs> I watch more YouTube than I do anything. I hardly get on Facebook, maybe every couple of days, you know. But just, it, it is just like, you know, hey, I'm going to check out and see what my buddy's doing. You know, I'm going to see, you know, hey, what do you post? What, what's he got going on? And that's just, you know, like like Wade said, you know, it's it's like a family, you know. And Wade, um, like the... I guess the second or third time we talked on the phone, I mean, I told him my whole backstory with everything that happened last year and what my train of thought was. And, you know, there's very few people that know the details that I told Wade. And, uh, you know, I I don't tell that to a lot of people. Uh, You know, I've told a rush version to a few I probably shouldn't have, but the whole, the entire thing, you know, Wade knows it 110%, you know, and. uh, That's one of those positives about the Internet. It allows for that connection. Like people that you may have never met otherwise in life. You know, that makes a big deal. That's another reason that, I mean, I have never done this. It's not been for a creator that I was watching. 
he talked to doing this. Uh, and oddly enough, it was over Carson, you know. Right. Uh, but <laughs> so when I went from working 70 and 80 hours a week doing environmental cleanup to get away from me because of this, I went for a year and a half, two years, here at the house with my wife, communication with anybody else. And then it, to where I could get on here, do stuff like this alive, and have communication with people, and it was like, oh my God, you know, this old timer that don't even do FaceTime on, on a phone, and now I'm doing this, and it was like, I met wonderful people. Like I said, it started off with Rush and Power Stroke, and I mean, just all these great, and it was like, this is this is my way of communication to the outside world. Um, and it was, I mean, at that time, very few people would see my face, because I always used an avatar, because I think at that time I was, I'd went from a 280-pound guy to 140 in six months. Wow. Actually, 132, to be honest, um, because I was actually called in the hospital. But, yeah, um, I was getting bones. I literally looked like a skeleton. Uh, but it's it just the love that the community has shown me support. They would call me and ask me, hey, are you okay if they had to see me on for two, maybe three days? And it just, they brought me alive. It, my community is what, I think my family, my, you know, my wife, my son, my community, my family, you two family is what kept me going. You know, and that's 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 one of the things that I admire about you and and Seeper and Rusty and Rich and you know Power Stroke and all, and all the rest of them. You know, and Vicky. I mean, I I love Vicky Newman to death. Um, you know, I think she's a great person. I think she's very smart. Um, I mean, and it's just I I, I mean, like I, I love getting on, I'm getting on YouTube every day. You know, just. Uh, yeah, hey, I'm gonna see what my friends are doing, you know, and that's just an awesome feeling, you know. I mean, because you know, I mean, I've I've always had you know friends, you know, like Justin Bowling, you know, Bobby, and there's sometimes Bobby, <laughs> you know, and me and my son are really close. But I mean, as far as like you know, like you know, and I belong with you guys and stuff, and it's just it's just that connection. It's just when you see good people doing good things. And putting out positive energy, it attracts me like a, you know, like I'm a light to a bug zapper. You know, I want to watch that. I want to learn about that. I want to be involved in that, you know. And it just makes me feel good and gives me hope that there's other people out there with the same values and morals and standards that I do. That, you know, and from what Wade said early on there, he has the exact same outlook on life that I do and tries to do the exact same thing. And the world needs more good people like that. It truly does. It does, unless Dick jokes. <laughs> so, well, more goose and less justice. You gonna have to write that down. So you gonna have to write that down. I mean, without without this world would be yeah, it would it would die quick, quickly. Uh, my my grandmother, God rest her soul, ninety two when she died, and up until six months before she died, she tell the dirtiest joke, sit on the back of you. 
for the church telling them. Uh, that's what that's what kept her young. And it is, you know. I mean, big jokes keep me young. My grandson's five, and I love aggravating. I, I love embarrassing him because I actually embarrassed him uh, a few weeks ago. You know, and I we were at I think we were at Walmart. I think I may have told this story, and I jumped out in front of him to the guy that's going to look at the receipt, and I'm like, he stole that, he stole that, because <laughs> I had bought him a toy. And my grandson's face turns blood red. He's like, no, I didn't, no, I didn't. <laughs> and the guy just laughed, and when we got outside, I looked at my grandson, I'm like, did I embarrass you? He's like, yes, you did. Don't ever do that again, Pops. <laughs> so, But I love doing that, you know, and I love making him laugh, you know. And we have a ball, you know. I mean, I turned him on to where Dal Yankovic Friday, and uh, oh, you can't go wrong with so, that. You know, make him want UHF. Uh, yeah. Well, he's not that interested in like TV and movies yet. Oh, but, he, I love you know, UHF. I finally I got my son to watch it, and it's it's good. And I did turn him on to Weird Al. So, yeah. But um, oh, Wade, I want to thank you very much, brother, for coming on. I definitely appreciate this. We're going to wrap things up, and uh, let's I see. You, you are welcome back anytime. And thank you very much. I love talking to you. I love watching your content. I mean, you you are one of the good ones, and the world needs more like you. I definitely appreciate you, and I'm blessed to be able to call you a friend, and I value that very much. And thank you very much for intelligent it's conversation. Nice. That means a lot these nice. days. <laughs> Maybe next time I'll be a little more, uh, I mean, yeah. Won't be as tired, uh, a little more interesting, a little more uh, alert. Brother, you did great. You know, hey, man, we definitely want to have you on again, and we're going to, you know. And if, you know, uh, you offered me the chance to hop on with you earlier in the week, I wasn't able to. And, uh, but I'm, I'm definitely going to do that whenever you want me, if anybody wants me, you know. Um, I'll, I'll hop on. But I definitely, you know, thank you very much. Um, thanks to Lucy, our producer. Be sure to check out her Etsy store. Um, the URL is up on the screen. She's got some really neat things there that she custom makes. Mugs, what, uh, tumblers, shirts, stickers. She can do socks and underwear, too. Did you know that? Ooh, can she put Bolin's face on the crotch of my underwear? She probably could, but why would you want that? Because I like to look at something small and something beautiful at the well, same time. Uh, that is uh, okay, then. There we go. I guess that will... Uh, Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If you've not had enough of us, um, static and noise is everywhere. Like, obviously, if you're listening, you've got YouTube, you've got TikTok, you've got, um, I don't know. We don't need to go anywhere else. Just go to YouTube yeah. and TikTok. Uh, look it up. If you're not seeing the content, look it up because I was not seeing the content and I had to look it up. Now on TikTok, I'm getting everything he had. If you're just seeing a video every once in a while, this dude's prolific. He's putting out videos every day of the week. So look for his stuff. Uh, and then every Friday, I release a Talk Junkie, Nobody Tell Bobby. And then every Saturday, I release a YouTube video. And then every Sunday, we release uh, Here to Chew Bubblegum. And <laughs> at the rate Goose goes, about every day of the week, you got something static and noise. Well, yeah. You know, it's, hey, you got to have the... great content and a lot of it. And you don't get bored and forget about it like you do with some creators. Like guys that go six months without releasing podcast episodes <laughs> but i do want to thank everyone for watching uh vicky thank you Uh oh goose uh, just have we got the hell hit down wait again thank dial. you 
Let's call him. Oh, okay. You want to try it one let's, more time? Let's call him. This okay. guy's got an answer. All right. Let's see. We'll try that one more time. Um, while I'm doing that in the process, looking that up, everyone be sure to check out uh, Scientific Fugacity with my friend Luke Fugit. has a great podcast. You can find him on Spotify and uh, check him out. Um, subscribe, follow, show him some love. So, which number should I should I have to use the New York number, the six oh six number? 606. Okay. And anybody interested, uh, I'm going to hit Goose with a topic here, and we get done talking about it. Uh, and it'll probably be some point in September, maybe if he's good with it. But read the books, uh, Strange Scenes in the Valley, I think is what it's called, and uh, Chaos uh, by Tom O'Neill. Read those two books, and and you'll be more than prepared for the topic I'm bringing up in a, about a month or so. No, right here we're giving Carson a call. So far, Super, he didn't answer earlier. I don't think he's going to. He's broke my heart. Well, we got another place. You want to call it real quick? Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. We're going to call one more, and uh, I'm going to give I don't know away. if we'll have enough, enough, a long enough show for the day. <laughs> listen, if you're just Brother, starting to listen. Hey, I did I not was, realize we've been going on. I was long, worried so. to death that I would fail Goose and not be able to get him an hour show when we first started. Well, see, you know, but I mean, you know, there was a, you know, I mean, hell, I don't care to get on here and do... Well, I don't done. care to do five hours. Yeah, I mean, me. you know, but I, I was afraid I wouldn't be able before. to... I was afraid I wouldn't be able to produce anything to Dude, get him uh, any time. And here we're going on three hours today. No, hey, we're I love it. You it. know, this is not the first one like this. I like shows like this. Man, that was an awesome episode. I love that. I love that. That was great. Ah, we're going to... I can't wait to do that again next week. We will be live right here... Uh, on YouTube, um, pre-recorded on the podcast. But have a great one, everyone. Have a great week. Help someone if you can. And remember, we all have a voice, and together we can truly change the world. Have a good week, everyone. God bless. You've been listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum 2.0. Be sure to tune in next week.